Hi, and welcome to the 41st episode of the Embodied Living Yoga Podcast. I'm Shannon Elliott, and today is From the Couch Fridays. And it's super exciting because I actually got a new couch, and that makes it even more um, fun for me because, yeah, got a brand new couch, blue velvet, very cool, very comfortable, and very fancy for me at the same time. So um, anyway, I was thinking today about um, uh, one of the uh, principles in Ayurveda is uh, that like increases like, and I've talked about this before, but basically what that means is, you know, um, the sadder you get, the sadder you get, right? The more depressed you get, the more depressed you get. The more that you think the same thought, the more that that thought holds power. And so like increases like is also, you know, we can use that in reverse. But I was I was thinking about sadness in particular. And when we're sad, um, you know, our relationship to crying and what that means, because I think sometimes it's like, oh, you're sad, stop crying, get over it, right? And sure, there's a point when you have to, you know, get yourself up and move, move, right? Because when you think about like increases like, and the sadder you get, the sadder you get, um, in or like sadness, we'll just say as an example, it's, it's heavy and it's dull and it's, you know, it can be blocking in many ways. And so we have to move something, right? That's why like we say, you know, exercise, you know, get up, you know, change the thought, move or move a muscle, change the thought, right? Like just get up and go out the door, go do something you have to move, right? But there's this whole interesting relationship um, that a lot of us have to crying. And, and, you know, for me, for one, I actually really love to cry. I mean, I think it's extremely healthy. It's cathartic. It is useful. Um, and when you think about this from the Ayurvedic perspective, um, if you've got, you know, sadness, we'll say, I mean, you could put anything in there. Okay. But I'm just going to use the example of sadness when you have sadness and, Um, you know, we might think, oh, well, we don't want to cry because then we'll get more sad. But the reality is sadness being dull and kind of uh, heavy and slow and maybe even um, blocked in many ways, um, we have to move it through. And so when you think about if you have like blocked plumbing, right, you've got to like move something through it, like liquid water. uh, What is it? The um, I don't know, whatever that stuff is you pour in the sink, uh, that breaks it all up. Right. And that's how I, I, the, that's how I think about crying. Crying is a liquid, right? And so that liquid moves through those blocks. It actually moves the sadness. And so when you cry, um, you know, our, sometimes our thoughts have this relationship that that's like a weak thing or a negative thing, or you guys just sat home and cried all night, but it's actually very healing. Um, and especially, um, especially for women, you know, like we're told in culture, like, you know, don't cry, blah, 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 you know, and the reality is, and, and actually, I think you could even say this probably maybe even more so for men, you know, women, um, and men both really need to cry, right? It's very healthy to move the sadness and, and it moves things and it melts things because it is a liquid. So if you're sad or depressed, um, crying can be extremely, extremely useful. And so um, I also was, um, I had heard about this example recently, um, thinking about, you know, uh, the relationship to um, mother earth, right? To the earth, because 
the reality is, is that um, we, we cannot change anything if we cannot change our thinking. Okay. And I'm not sure who said that, but I think it's brilliant, right? We cannot change anything if we cannot change our thinking. And so, so often um, we go outside of ourselves and try to change everything else. But if we can change our relationship to what is happening inside, change your story around what it means to cry as a male or a female, um, and how you're going to um, to think about that. And just think about that in, in relationship to the earth, right? When the earth is... Um, you know, when it's raining and you can think of that as crying, right? Like pouring rain and, and what that does, it it's very nourishing to the ground. It's nourishing to the earth. We need that rain, right, to survive. For, to survive. It allows growth. And this is what I think is really um, very cool. It allows growth and movement, right? So without the rain, the sprouts can't, the seeds can't sprout and there's no growth. And that, that rain is actually, it's nourishing and it's supportive and it allows things to move. It allows, um, maybe, uh, old stuff to be washed away, right? So there could be a little bit of a death in, in crying and that you're, you're letting go of the old stuff. Um, and then ultimately through that movement, there's a rebirth, right? The sprouting of a seed, something new starts to move in. You start to see something a little bit different. I mean, I know for myself, um, when I cry, it's like, at, at like the really good kind of cry, you know, like, the ugly kind of cry, like sobbing on the floor, like, you know, no, like you don't really maybe want anyone around to see like that kind of just like, oh, it like takes everything. When it's over, there's something so fresh and pure and possible at the end of that cry. Something has shifted because we have uh, processed something. We've digested something. And through that um, crying, you know, it's, it can be known or unknown, um, you know, but through that crying, something's been processed, something's been digested. And then you have the ability to decide what you want to absorb in that that story at the end, right? How you're going to take back the story, what you're going to say about it, and then what you need to just flush out and throw away. Um, so it's really, it's a very, very useful process. And the thing about crying is that um, I also think like, you know, we don't always need to be sad to cry. I mean, I, you know, I can uh, speak for myself, but like, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, once a month to have a really good cry, you know, just really good cry. It doesn't even have to be um, necessarily that there's a particular thing bothering us. You know, um, I find it useful, you know, you watch like, um, I mean, you have to, you have to find your own balance, but like, what is the level of watching something and you start, you know, so that you can have a good cry. And um, it's really, it's a very, very, very healthy thing to cry. And I like, I really like thinking about it. Like, um, the way that, you know, rain and how healing rain is and that liquid when it comes down and how it breaks up, you know, think about when <clears throat> there's like a drought and everything gets dry and starts to die and it gets very hard and it gets very brittle and it's no longer, um, strong, right? Like very dry earth. It just breaks apart and like, um, there's nothing holding it together. And then when that rain comes, 
you know, it starts to create mud and it starts to create thickness and it starts, it's very nourishing and it creates, um, you know, movement and it creates growth and it gives all this possibility. And so it's no different within us. I mean, we're the same elements, right. That earth is made of, so are we. And so, um, you know, I just, I really think that if we don't have, uh, a relationship with crying or a positive relationship with crying, it might be worth looking at, um, you know, the possibility of changing your story around that to change our thinking, because if we can change our thinking, we can allow this uh, to be extremely, extremely um, healing. You know, I think sometimes people can think crying is an imperfection, right? Whether it's for men or women and, you know, probably, um, uh, you know, women are looked at as, you know, oh, my God, stop crying. And men, you know, we have this um, way of thinking like, you know, and men have been raised that way, you know, to not show their emotions in that way. And um, so how do we respond to that? Right. It's, it's again, coming back to changing a thought because um, it's kind of like they're they're very. um I mean, they're, they're big questions to have, right? Like, how do we respond to what we have labeled as an imperfection? And if we see these things as imperfection, it really um, stops us from allowing ourselves to process, to digest, to absorb, to flush out what it, we no longer need to keep things moving in a very healthy and nourishing way. And so if we can change our relationship to... Um, to that, I think it's a really, really beautiful thing. Um, you know, Ayurveda really says that um, the process, right, nature of life, and that it's um, actually just a, it's kind of like a theory of habit, right? So we try to replace the habits that are assaulting us with those that um, support us. This is something that um, one of my teachers was saying in class the other day, right? If we can replace our habits um, that are assaulting us with those that are supporting us. And so it's, you know, um, crying is one of those habits that are actually extremely supportive. It's extremely supportive and healthy. And uh, I, I really um, looking at it as not so much what our a story is around crying, but instead just looking at it as the element, right? Looking at it as water, you know, thinking about the elements of the earth, like I was saying before, right? Ether, air, fire, uh, water, earth, you know, you have those things in you. And so when you need a good cry, let yourself have a good cry. You know, it's so, so healing. And there are times in my life when um, I've actually, you know, to feel things, right? To not constantly be going outside of myself, whether it's TV or <clears throat> relationship or keeping myself busy or, you know, um, having wine or, you know, too much outsourcing, right? Like it's like when you're doing, when you stop doing all those things and then you have to look at yourself and sit with yourself and feel your feelings. I mean, there have been times like I didn't stop crying for a very long time, you know, um, cause there was just so much being processed. Think about how much we don't move and flush through. And so I kind of think of crying like the same way that I would think about keeping myself 
uh, you know, regular <laughs> with how I eat, regular in my life, a daily routine, a yoga routine, um, what kind of exercise I'm doing, how I'm eating. Crying to me is just another ingredient that keeps myself uh, moving and, you know, strong and nourished and keep stuff moving. It's so important to keep stuff moving. I mean, we can keep stuff too moving, right? But the reality is a lot of us in this culture, we've got too much stuck inside of ourselves. And so, uh, you know, we need a good rain. We need a good rain. And so when we're dry and brittle and have too much, you know, uh, air or fire inside of ourselves, you know, uh, how do we move that? Well, it just makes sense, right, that you need liquid or if you have too much density, too much earth, right, how do you get a little lighter? You need some liquid. And so both sides, it's like that, again, that cry, um, so, so completely useful, helpful, Um you know, it allows, again, it's nourishing, it allows for growth, it allows for movement, it allows for death, it allows for rebirth. And so it's like a regular, regular practice, you know. Um, and so really, that's what I was thinking about today. And uh, I'm not sure I have much more to say, you know, except that um, whatever it is that we're experiencing, want to allow that, right, and to not reject the current moments, because oftentimes, right, when we feel like we have to cry. And I, I mean, I hear this a lot in yoga. Um, as a as a teacher, people are like, oh my God, I, I held back, I had to hold back everything, right? To not cry and say shavasana or not cry in this particular pose or this particular moment. And it's like, no, we really want to encourage ourselves, you know, to not reject the current moment, to reject the current feeling, to reject that because in that moment there's such a release. That will happen if we can allow ourselves to really uh, be comfortable with the cry, to allow ourselves to uh, spend, you know, uh, acceptance around that and to see how nourishing it really is. And um, I, I know I've said it like over and over, but that Mother Earth example is just such a beautiful example to me, because if I think about crying the way that I would think about the rain and what that actually does um, for our planet, for Earth, for, um, you know, uh, I mean, there's nothing more fun, you know, as an adult, there's nothing more fun for me than if it's pouring rain and I can hardly get to my car without getting soaking wet. I think that's hysterical. Kids love that too, you know, like adults can get a little crotchety around stuff like that. And it's like, my God, it's what a beautiful thing, you know, to stand outside in the pouring rain and just allow yourself to be absorbed in that nourishing uh, quality, right? Nourishing water, just to let yourself be washed away um, to allow all that. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So anyway, um, yeah. So allow yourself when you feel like you have to cry, I guess the advice would be allow yourself that good cry. And I hope that if you have a negative relationship to crying, that this um, helps you see how healing it actually is and how beautiful it actually is, and how necessary it is actually to our own health. So, uh, you know, maybe today, tonight, like wrap yourself up in a blanket and cozy up and whatever it is that you need to do to get that feeling, um, you know, watch a good movie if that's, if that's where you're at and you need that kind of, you know, uh, you can't do it without that. No problem, you know? Um, and just notice, notice how you feel, notice what is, notice what it does for you. Because again, um, 
I just would encourage you to open yourself up to change your thinking around it, that it is possible to change your thinking around it. If, um, if it's a negative thing for you, or if you hold yourself back from that, because it is deeply nourishing, it is very necessary to your health, and it allows movement so that you can continue to uh, grow and evolve. So thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed from the Couch Friday uh, website, website, shannonelliotyoga.com, onyxyogastudio.com, and uh you can reach out to me, Shannon, at onyxyogastudio.com. So have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you. Om Shanti. Hi, I just wanted to add one more thing here at the end. Um, I was thinking about the image um, when a good rainstorm is over and the sun comes up and the rainbows come out and um, how beautiful that moment is. I'm sure we've all had those moments when we just like are in awe after that good rainstorm. And that's really, it's the same for us with crying, right? The beautiful, the sun comes out at the end of a good cry, the rainbows come out and possibility opens up and we, we feel something new and we feel different and we have a moment of clarity. And so um, I just really like that image and I wanted to add it in at the end. So thanks so much again. Om Shanti.